delve into the crypts of Aeon's past, dust off the cobwebs of history, and forge a path through dungeons old and new on this week's episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your lantern in the dark, your GM Patrick here, warning you of terrible traps and riddles in the dark. And joining me in playing this week are my five friends and your pirate crew. Welcome back to the show. Dripper, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. Hey, folks. Hey. Hello. What's up? As I think Patrick is getting worse at counting. <laughs> he is. No, I'm the absolute best because we've got another guest pirate <gasps> from the Patreon this week taking their place amongst the ranks of uh, Jonathan, John, and Donald. Welcome to the show, uh, Jim, a.k.a. Uh, Jenna Saber from the Discord. Welcome, sir. Hello, all. Woo. I'm glad to be here. I, and apparently I, my cat. Oh my gosh, kitty on the, oh, kitty on kitty. the stream. <laughs> Guys, I think I just figured it out. I just figured it out. After so many years, our Patreon people, and it's these three, Jonathan, John and John, JJJ. These three people are the infamous JJJ that made the original crits that almost killed us so many times. Conspiracy theory confirmed. Bam. <laughs> so are you What's... saying that we're going to be killing him on this episode or <laughs> No, no, not at all. I'm just I'm just creating as many wacky theories. Uh, are these the, are these the same crits that almost killed one of my cast members on NSA when I was on that show? Oh, oh almost yeah. certainly. <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that was a JJJ a ridge. Yeah. I know I've not done one, so <laughs> uh we uh indeed are welcoming you here. Uh Thanking you for joining us. We play pretty late at night. And yeah. also thank you for supporting, you know, this podcast and Cosmic Crit on the, the Patreon. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording here. We know we know a good deal about ye old classic TTRPG Starfinder from the year 2017 uh, common era. Yep. Um, but so far your experience with the, the new hip fresh 2019 Pathfinder second edition, have you played any or, or jumped into any, um, any gaming? Only way I've learned it so far is pretty much reading the book and listening to you guys and a few other podcasts. So, <laughs> all right. I hope you listen to a couple more podcasts. Who else are you listening to? Might, might get things a little more right, but yeah. we, we've, uh, <laughs> uh, we, I mean, this has been such a learning experience mm -hmm. and, uh, you get to be here tonight while I correct one of the many things I've done incorrectly as a GM. Oh, <laughs> uh, which I'm excited about, but one of like several billion things. <laughs> but in order to get to that, that will be cut off if we don't f fast forward and get to this week's episode. So, welcome, Jim. We'll get to your your character as soon as possible. But sure. Each of these guest episodes have been, so far this year, bigger and crazier than the last. I'm, I'm, I apologize to report this one is no different. Um, so this week's tale sees the ship, the Tidebreaker, pulling into port at Rickety Hakes. There's a grand celebration here as you all have you know, not left this port but two months prior and I've already made a big splash in the shackles. Other ships have put into port here and heard of your Naga killing ways, <laughs> your pirate known as Mahim, the Naga killer, uh, as well as, you know, 
having put into the ports and in Allo and places along the way that have heard tales um, of your travels. And the bell um, breaking, breaking. Don't forget about the bell breaking. Well, yeah, that happened so recently. You can start telling the tales of that as well and slipping away from the Dominator. Indeed, your ship's name has been bandied about the scuttlebutt of many a decks from here to Tempest K and back. So, yeah, after you guys, uh, we see you settling up, weighing out the gold you owe Hake, the, the crusty old sailor, delights as he hears the metal coins clinking on his scale. Though uh, now your your ship is free and clear, Honto. In those same coins, you see the same pirate brand you've been warned about so many times, that of the Pirate King, the Hurricane King's crown above a grinning skull. But after the deal is done, you see your captain, Cassius, shake Hake's hand, and the the... The old sailor says, we've had a visitor the last few weeks staying here in town, put in with a ship from from the north a while back. Halfling says he's looking for adventurers to help him out, seek some long-lost treasure or such. He's been working part-time as a shipwright for me, but the lad seems to have greater ambitions, seems to refuse to want to put down roots. He be waiting for whoever we want to take him on to the old Naga breeding grounds down in the bar. My men say those those areas have been abandoned as the Nagas have moved further down the coast since the drought hit. Uh, with that, after you say farewell to Hake, you are free to uh, indeed go tell your tales in the, the local port bar here, which is in like the same mansion complex, and uh, meet what looks like a, a small halfling waiting for the four of you. Jim, who are we looking at when uh, when these characters sidle up to the bar to uh, to meet you? You see a halfling probably barely a little bit over three feet. Um, not exactly um, well um, um, corpulent. He's actually pretty thin for a halfling. Uh, sandy hair uh, pulled up back in a ponytail in the back. Um, pretty much just kind of wearing the general like woodworkers clothing but does have a couple weird looking cogs all over his uh, like arms and legs yeah uh, he probably comes uh sees you guys walk in and probably immediately comes and starts walking over going oh 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 hello all um i was told you're like the great naga killers here <laughs> and i i i'm really looking for people to uh maybe be willing to uh help me explore an area uh, a little bit farther from here it's supposed to have some Possibly uh, Aslanthi uh, ruins. Well, that's what I've heard, at least. Um, he holds a weird-looking cog and uh, looks like it's kind of like a cog's frock assembly. Well, I, I I got this from where Ricky said it came down one of the many times on the floods, and it definitely is not normal. Um, this is, I mean, yeah, people make these things, but this is definitely different. Hmm. And What's different about that? Hmm. I don't... Most people don't build these things this way. Um, these things are usually meant for like, especially for here, larger, more block and tackle like stuff. This this here, and, he, and he'll pull it out and show it to you. It's very intricate looking. Um, looks like it's probably meant for just a little bit bigger than something that a watch would be, the size of a watch. Um, and I, I just know that this has got to be something that's not 
well, it could be Aslanty, but it might be somebody like me, uh, a bit of an inventor. Um, oh, yeah, um, um, Chamoe, um, come over here. From the back, you see uh, something just kind of like from almost a box looking, kind of stand up, and it kind of looks like a walking, well, co construct? Um, robots? But not really. Golem? Um, Everyone roll initiative! It's attacking! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the monster! Sort of a, some sort of a walking phoenix. Yeah, four different uh, appendages, each. Each appendage is a bit different. One of them right now looks kind of like a big club. Another one looks like a small spike. The two legs, one of them kind of has a very much a, like, looks almost like a fin, almost. Um, Chumole is uh, what I designed. It's, well, mostly from my master who, well, my well, the person who trained me. Uh, but I, I've modified it because I, well, Aslanti, I mean, they, they, they sunk, right? Well, this thing, I think, can go underwater. I've never really tested it underwater. It seems to work in water, but I'm, I'm just said if you guys are interested, I, I really could use the help. Indeed, uh, dumb. Are you? Do you have in your possession some maps of the area north of Rickety Hakes, where supposedly this this tomb that the Nagas used to kind of claim as their own territory, um, where they used to call their home, um, but indeed has since been abandoned. Um, Tidebreaker crew, for your part, you do need to do some light repairs and, and restore some of your coffers. So the ship will be here in port for a day or so, giving you time to explore. What say ye? Well, I think uh, first instinct is to wait to see what the captain says, but does this machination appear to actually be Aslanti? I mean, it, it's ancient looking. I don't know if anyone has a, a relevant skill you want to to roll. What would be a relevant skill? Tech. Nature? <laughs> Technology lore or oh. perhaps uh, Aslanti lore. Um, Construct lore. Mm -hmm. the, the, only, the only reason I ask is because uh, part of uh, the the belief of, of how uh, his people wound up where they did um, involves the Aslanti and, and the fall of their empire. So he has kind of a, a general disdain for things that are Aslanti in, in origin. So he's probably eyeing this construct suspiciously. Wait, so the area that you want us to help explore, is it right outside where we are right now, the port? Yep, it's uh, about okay. a half day's journey through the forest. Captain, what say you? As you say that, Cassius kind of snaps out of it. He says, I want that. I want, I want the big machine-looking thing. <laughs> but... So I'll make you a deal. Hake told me that you'd be looking for a crew to sail with and sail out into the shackles and go on adventures. So how about this? I will help you on your little adventure into the Aslanti territory tomb and hopefully all of us will survive and there'll be no pain of death. And in return, you join me crew, you sail the seas with me and me own, and every once in a while, 
your mechanical friend would give me a, a piggyback ride or something or hoist me up into my own mainyard. If you, if you can live with that, then you have yourself a deal. Well, um, I am kind of interested in seeing more about the shackles. Uh, I came down here mostly because, well, stories from Tyler talk about the pirates. And, well, I want to see what that's about. Uh, my old um, master, she, uh, he uh, taught me a little bit about this area, but not near much. But you, you're interested in my, uh, my construct? Well, I mean, I'd be willing to help let you help him. I mean, he'll be able to help us all uh, if you can at least make, let me go see if this is an Aslanti ruins and find out if there's anything interesting. Mm. I mean, this item here, it's it's probably been rebuilt four or five different masters. There's probably enough Aslanti, maybe the main maybe the main gearbox is maybe Aslanti, but it's I mean, as you can see, it's wood, it's brass, it's bronze. Uh, a little bit of copper. It's it's pretty sta- a sturdy little thing that pretty much I've made. I barely be understanding half a word you're saying, but it does intrigue me. And any mention of treasure perks the perks the ears of old the old driftwood pirate himself. So, and as you heard, probably Ricky told you, I've been working here as a secondary uh, uh, boat right, uh, a little bit of a carpenter. Um, I, if you need a carpenter, I'd be willing to come help. That would be useful indeed. Not too many of us are are skilled with the required tools and the lumber to help repair the ship in case we were to run afoul of somewhere remote. Excellent. I think I would probably just end up nailing old Itchy Toe Greg to whatever hole we needed plugging. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Itchy Toe. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I lost me first toe. I, but you they, saved us all. They, you did. He's just stuck it in a hole in the ship, and a fish ate it off. <laughs> so goes the legend of Itchy Toe Greg. You know, I'm sorry, I'm confused by Itchy Toe Greg. So, does mm-hmm. he have a peg toe? Is that the implication? He's only lost <laughs> no, his toe. No, it was like no, a phantom he, toe, right? It's it a like phantom a... toe, and it's a phantom itch on his phantom toe, which is right, why ha- he I, always is. Itchy I, toe. I took that to mean that he had lost an entire leg, but Patrick is suggesting that his toe got. I think he's only lost toes. It's just the yeah. toe. Oh, yeah, it's just the toe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe both. Maybe he's got one peg leg and then one, yeah. one peg good toe. leg missing, <laughs> missing one toe. toe. But he's got all his original toes, toes on his peg leg. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, we get to we get to a thousand dollars on the Patreon, and we will get official Itchy Toe Greg art made up. Oh, <laughs> what? That's say, amazing. Settle That's this for, for certain for final. I was, um, I was gonna say like you know all those people who've been waiting mm-hmm. thirty plus episodes for that delicious. <laughs> itchy toe greg lore oh, there it gosh. is we're, we're I'm starting sorry. i just book, have to say two. i i i legit had a dream last night where i woke up in the middle of the night and my toe was just completely itchy and would not stop itching <laughs> it was like scratching my toe and i the curse that's the curse of itchy toe greg also just known as the curse of greg mm-hmm. <laughs> greg curse oh, the greg curse oh boy um as you guys are mustering up to leave port here, obviously, there is a a boar swimming in the waters, <laughs> eyeing you from a distance, <laughs> biding his time, waiting for for when to strike back, getting stronger every single day, climbing up the thing. cliff faces, diving Grabbing back ledges. in. ledges. If we kill that thing right now, level six, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, this is, we'll, we'll get back to the next time you're at Rickety Hakes, it'll be like an Omega Boar attack. But hiking through the dense underbrush of the jungle to the north, you'll have the majority of the day here to get to the, the marking on the map, but it is an oppressive heat. Um, and for the next couple hours here, uh, can you guys make me, uh, everyone make me two fortitude checks, DC 17 to try and beat the heat. The Cassius heat. is suddenly remembering why he hates getting off the ship. Looks like Laris is fine. I like made, haunt, made Honto roll a three on the dice. I I just, there's no words for it anymore. I, I, I didn't even say anything. I, I you know, I, I was tempted for a moment to be like, oh, a fortitude save. Man, I'm so bad at those. I didn't oh. say anything because I thought I would tempt fate. Oh, and hey, here we are. Go ahead and re- make that re-roll right now. Your, your re-roll for the episode. Your first, your first roll and I'll oh, no. wipe that away. Wipe that three away. It's probably worth it. Hmm. Because I'm going to assume, what, what, let's huddle. Let's huddle, crew. Like, um, I, like, what's happening is, is everybody's like walking through this the the brush here, mm-hmm. and Hanto feels that he's starting to get a little exhausted. Mm-hmm. And he calls for everyone to come up. And they form a huddle, and he's like, "Hey, should I use my reroll? <laughs> hey, should I, like, should I just chill I bet, out a second? <laughs> I bet that this is going to be like exhaustion or fatigued or something. So what do you think? Probably this will." probably be fatigued yes i don't think it'll be exhaustion that seems like a ludicrous it is patrick. maybe if you failed both it is patrick. i mean it is patrick <laughs> so uh i i mean i don't, I don't know to say the that but okay it's so, up to you re-roll time yeah oh boy so early i'm thinking you know Oh my god! I was about to ask if I can aid another by, uh, three palm fronds at him on the <laughs> dice. <laughs> three. Well, you know, I rolled the exact same number. You know what, uh, Alaris? Because Seth did um, explain this as him stopping the hike and like getting some feedback from everyone. I'm gonna allow you to to aid one okay. aid, but you've got to make a fortitude save DC. 17 for him and uh you have to critically succeed to to get it to that 17 oh that's not gonna happen i have really bad fortitude i'll try that that's a 20 oh not enough not enough unfortunately um it's not that bad as uh exhaustion Uh, it's just a little bit of heat damage oh Oh. well fire damage three points of of heat damage as you could hike hike up the hills here (laughs) Perhaps you, your your mind going back to being in the wormwood sweat box is that will, kind of intensity. I will I will remember this, Patrick. <laughs> but uh, after a few hours, indeed, built into the side of a huge hill is a the edifice of a, of a stone building, kind of in front of what looks perhaps like a, a huge cavern. And getting closer, you guys notice destroyed columns kind of laying covered in moss and vines to the sides of this entrance does anyone read thessalonian does anyone have the capability to understand the the runic language not even a little bit Hmm. indeed you do see uh you can like you know brush away some moss and things at the the entrance here and and notice that there is a kind of a 
a large entrance um, uh, plinth uh, kind of written in in this ancient language. Um, even if you don't read it, I think our, our guest here, Delmar, you're able to understand that this is indeed part of the ancient language structure. I, I think this is, might be a Thessalonian. I, I really should have probably like got myself a primer on this before I came, but I, I know this word, I know these these two and this one here, and he points out some symbols. I think those are actually uh, ones I've seen uh, in, in one of the drawings from my, my old uh, teacher. Mm -hmm. Already you think that this might be worth investigating. Indeed. Are you guys ready to just start uh, diving into this this cavern, this uh, these stony hallways. Can I just recap what our mission is here? So, I mean, obviously, it's not just free exploration. Like, we are trying to find where this cog came from. Is that the goal? Uh, th this is one of many places along the coast that um, there weren't a lot of like permanent Islanti, um cities or, or structures. In, in the shackles, uh, so much of it got, you know, destroyed by storms or things like that. But this is one of a, a few potential locations where they made landfall thousands of years ago. And if this is something that has been guarded by these Naga for some time, it could be, could be an intact crypt and uh, I'd such have a good deal of treasure inside. Gotcha, so it's a treasure hunt. It's a, it's a full-on tr national treasure episode. <laughs> it's Lanty mm. National Treasure. I like treasure. Please be my favorite. As you all approach this, this open portal, walking in a few dozen feet, you do have to make a turn or two, walk down a few steps each time uh, to about a tune of about 20 steps to where you are well underground. At this point, the hallways lose any jungle growth as the Stones become smooth and cool beneath your feet, and this structure naturally dark. How are you guys going about lighting up the place? I think um, I'm using the spell light on, uh, let's say, the gems or the uh, some of the, the the rings braided into my beard. Oh boy, I've already lit you up. <laughs> Uh, in in our, our map here. Can you guys see the map on the far left? Yes. Yeah. All right, so right now, Candoso is a light source. Uh, does anybody else have a, a light source of some sort? I have a torch, but... Would you like to use it? I can I can set you to, to light up as well. Oh, sure, I'll use one. I just won't be using my cross with it. So this is darkness, right? I have low light vision, but that won't help me here. The low lights will go off of um, outside of 15 feet of the torches or the lights, I believe. <clears throat> if Domar is like holding a crossbow and a torch and looking at one another, like, which one do I hold? <laughs> Cassius, he doesn't need two hands. He can take the torch. I'll let you bet you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I just go, went ahead and, and gave him that power, but let me just undo uh, everything sorry. I just did. Sorry. Thanks. I figure he's a halfling. If he holds Thanks. the torch, he's burning my hand. He's like burning my elbow. That's where the fire is. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's at crotch level. <laughs> yeah. So I think Cass smoothly will, will take it himself. Excellent. Has enough experiences uh, experience with burning crotch. So, uh, so yeah, the first. <laughs> yeah, you got so much. 
so I'm much as a pirate. What? The 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 absolute first thing that happens here is that there is indeed a a circular cog filled door that uh, that does look at like it needs to be manipulated and turned in a certain way in order to to get it moving. And you'll have to um, perhaps clear some some cobwebs and uh, some some dust and dirt from from these cogs in order for that to, to happen. And, you know, taking a look at these, Delmar, you're, you're pretty sure that this is the same kind of metallurgy advanced for its its ancient nature that, that you have seen in things pulled from ancient structures and, and Thessalonian creations in the past. Um, and you guys can get this door open. I will reveal whoop, the next room on the map as it creaks open, kind of slides into the the wall. You um, there's a fork in the next path diverging into what looks like two very similar looking circular doors, one on the northern side and one on the southern side, left and right respectively. And as you approach here, uh, a large stone tablet in the middle of these doors morphs. And takes the shape of a wide set of teeth, grinning like a, a skeleton. And you hear a, a chattering stone-like voice say, Welcome to these hallowed halls. To advance to the correct path, you need to know the password. That's definitely a skeleton voice. Otherwise, you may proceed without my blessing. Though luck be on your side, for one path leads true. And one leads certainly to your death. So choose wisely. And this door has Thessalonian writing on it, but none of us can read that, right? These doors don't have writing. They um, just look to be of the the same construction as um, perhaps Delmar has observed before. Gotcha. I was thinking of a speak friend and enter kind of situation, but maybe it's not that simple. Um, Let's see. Delmar would probably actually want to go up to the door and look and look and see about the cogs and see if there's any way he could try to determine which one would be the right one, which one would be the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Um, make me a perception check. Sure. Oh, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you after investigating them both fairly well, they look very much the same. They, they do have like little bits of wear and tear perhaps um, but the this side of the doors at least you you notice no no differences between them they actually look if this structure is as old as you think it is look in very good shape well um, Delmar comes back kind of shrugs both doors look the same I don't know which one would be the best uh, maybe we try to figure out the password hmm yeah, is there a uh, is there a uh, knowledge to roll for the type of object this would be, or so to to sort of learn something about its construction? I'm sorry, what what are you asking? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm asking uh, if there's any way to learn anything just by looking at the. Uh, I guess you described it as like a face on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it is it does it look like a constructed thing, or is or is this like a magic mouth sort of? This is indeed some kind of permanent in, in sorcelled 
uh, mouth here. Yeah, this mouthpiece. Uh, hmm. Well, okay. So not too much to investigate there, I guess. What are you looking at? Are you, uh, are you looking at my teeth? I was going to say, it's just like, it's just awkwardly there. Just like yeah. walking around, just saying. <laughs> yeah, Cassius. I bet you expected two of me and one to tell the truth and one tell only lies. <laughs> that's not how I operate. Cassius will turn to everybody and say, I can't see any way we're going to randomly guess said password. So we pretty much have a 50-50 shot at either door. And uh, unless somebody has a better idea, I have a, a coin. <laughs> uh, I'm going to step forward and say, uh, Wise Wall, tell us who is your master. Make me, uh, make me a diplomacy check. You want some information from said wall? All right. Oh, boy. That's, that's definitely what Chipper wanted. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, three on the dice. It's like, oh, boy, you don't know the password, nor you know who lies within this tomb. Double whammy. Strike out. <laughs> Very good. Just keep what on walking. Hit the bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's creatures. do it. Let's do it. So, hey, hold, hold on. Hold on. Can I impersonate an, an Aslantian noble? Noble <laughs> Someday I'm gonna use my courtly graces, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't do that if you can't speak the language. That's a pretty easy giveaway. <laughs> well, well be, it's been I'm... a long time. I mean, I've been, you know, uh, living elsewhere. I've I'm been sorry. Studying abroad. You would for like to make a deception roll? Uh, yeah. Let me let me read courtly graces real fast. Mm -hmm. So you'll be do, doing that against the perception DC, which I have written down here. Just do I like can your old society to make an impression on a noble. I don't know that this counts as a noble, as <laughs> well <it>. as <laughs> it's a noble door, uh, as well as with <laughs> impersonate <laughs> to pretend to be a noble if you aren't one. Um, I'll tell you what, the idea of this working is a noble gas. <laughs> Oh, you, you can make a deception roll if you'd like, kind of along these um, criteria. All Here's, right. You can talk to our, our friend Skull. Well, face. my society is higher, and I think that that's the benefit, is that I can use society to make an impression. Sure. Go, go right ahead. That. But you have to pretend, indeed, uh, to be highfalutin. So go ahead and make that speech as well. <laughs> Before roll I roll or after? <laughs> uh, either one. Another one. Yeah, I'd say after. I'll Let's roll see how first. <laughs> That's a twenty-two. That's not uh, bad, yeah. right? Oh, love it. My good doorway. It has been a long time since I graced these hallways. I am glad to be home after all of these years. Uh, it's uh, it's like returning to the nest in a way and i'm here to see my family they are buried inside uh could you direct me toward them oh well uh, if we don't know the password uh, it makes it a little tricky but you know what you certainly seem the right kind of folk here to come and worship this gravesite proper i've not let many inside these halls as simply as you but take the right path the right path is the right path, mind you. Left is wrong. Right is right. How simple is that to remember? <laughs> let's let's do a quick sense motive. Yeah, I was gonna say, do we trust this thing? 
Also, uh, well, I totally anyone, called it. That's a skeleton voice. I said it was. If I anyone, trust this guy implicitly. If anyone wants to make a <laughs> sense motive check, just give me your bonus, and I'll go ahead and roll that in private, and I'll tell you what you think. My what perception is, is plus 10. <clears throat> oh, perception. perception. Uh, plus 10 for me. 13. Plus 10 for me. 10s, except for Candoso, who is... Hanto is just incredulous he doesn't know how to respond to the situation um all four of you uh, believe this this mouth to be telling the truth alair seems to have uh somewhat charmed it perhaps cool then Great. we will head head to the right all right i mean it has to it's it's part of its job it has to laugh maniacally as you walk away from it so don't take this the wrong way but it does go <laughs> just in the darkness as, as as you leave um but yeah as you open up that door uh stepping into the next chamber is a fairly long chamber with another ornate circular door on the opposite end uh, this one perhaps carved with some more ancient runes um and uh seems to continue on deeper into the temple beyond is anyone an expert in perception yes i am mm, yes just trained and honto now i was double checking but yes um honto what is your bonus it is a 12 okay oh boy let's uh <laughs> uh as you guys move forward to this door perhaps thank honto as uh as you get closer something I mean, this looks like the other two or three doors you've seen so far, but uh, as you go to open this one, Honto is the only one to notice. There's a small tube, um, a glass vial that seems to be inside in parts of the cog work workings of this door and seems to be set up in a way that would break as soon as this this door is, is opened. And you see maybe a few other glass vials that have, that have been broken uh, next to it in, in line. I think um, Hanta would uh, take his spear and just kind of like put the shaft of it in front of, uh, I guess, Candoso, since he's approaching the door with Hanto. Wait, what, what is it? I'm going to take a closer look at these vials real quick. Oh, good eye. It does seem to be a mechanical trap of some sort. Uh, you're not exactly sure what is in this this vial, but does look like as soon as this door was opened, it would set this off. Hmm. Looks like some sort of trap, but I don't know what kind. We got any uh, any thieves tools? Yes, what? we have a skeleton key that we just picked up. Aye, but doesn't the fact that the door be trapped kind of be leading to the fact that this be the wrong path? If it were the right path, I can't imagine it would be trapped. Sorry, are you are you saying skeleton mouth McGee wide to you? I'm kind of thinking that the skeleton rock man with the maniacal laughter who left after as we left might have lied and told us the wrong direction. I think I think well, the captain spends too much time on boats and not enough time in dungeons. I think we should well, try to hold open on. This door. Hold on, if it's trapped, doesn't that mean <laughs> that that there's true. something behind it? Like no, I think it means the door be trying to kill you, lass. I don't think there's anything behind this door except more things trying to kill you. But if you want to... I mean, by all means, you've already identified the problem, and if we want to try and 
sate our curiosity by seeing what's behind the stone, then by all means, as long as I'm standing back here, you're free to do as you please. Well, I mean, is there any way to pry the glass out or detrap the trap or something like that? Uh, it, it'll be a thievery. Um, are you are you an expert in thievery? No, I'm just trained. Mm. Yeah, I'm trained too, but... Uh, yeah, it, I think you can still try this. I don't think it prohibits you from, from attempting. Um, but this is... Uh, uh, I, I will say, uh, taking a look at this, this is an expert level trap. Uh, you have time to, to look it over. I mean, of course, Captain, you tell me if you think we should go the other way. I mean, we can do that. But I mean, it seems to me that if I had some, you know, good treasure, I would put it behind a trapped door mm. so that nobody could get to it. But what is it that appears to be in Sid Viles? I have no idea what it is. Patrick, is there any way I could actually like look and see if there's a way we could dismantle parts of the door using uh, like take off certain cogs to make maybe just not just disable the trap, disable the door? Unfortunately, this this door is um, like uh, slides into a, a segment mm. of the the wall, so um, there's there's no taking it off the hinges as far as that is concerned. Um, and no, no parts you can dismantle, perhaps to to sneak through. the The bulk of it is like a a, a vault door, you know, like a single huge slab of stone. What if I drop kick the door? <laughs> well, now you're thinking, <laughs> Seth. Why didn't you bring this up two doors ago? Oh, I was going to come up with it, but that was three doors down. Oh boy, why don't you guys? Uh, uh, attempt a thievery check if you want to see if you can disable this first. Does anybody uh, want to to make a roll or make an aid? Dumber will. Dumber will do it since this is his whole craziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys are both uh, trained and. Um, can I aid then? What do I have to yeah. roll to aid? Um, so that will be a DC twenty um here and um and you're gonna have to get closer feel free any anyone that's not helping to place yourself wherever you want in in the on the map all right rolling to aid that's mm-hmm. only a 14 i do not aid three on the die three on the dice not gonna like that all right so you're on your own jim sorry delmar pulls out his tools and slowly just starts working as methodically as he can Oh, it worked. No pressure, but uh, you get in there and you just unscrew this this vial with your dainty halfling hands yeah. and small hands and pull it out. Uh, you are definitely the the gadget tier of this Goonie squad. <laughs> uh, there... Disabled the the bony trap. Yeah. Is there any way to determine what this uh, vial is? Oh, of course. This is a f- obviously hallucination powder, and a uh, a whiff of this, and this would have almost entirely filled this room with a thirty foot cone. Uh, requires a DC twenty four will save or makes you confused 
for one round where I basically get to say you guys beat the, the living tar out of each other. That's probably that's probably where there are no like bodies in this room, despite the trap having gone off a bunch of times. But people mm. get confused and then just run away. But that is enough. Uh, so do we have, have the vial intact? Is, is that something we can like keep? I'll say. Yeah, can we say, that? Gilmore would hand it straight to the captain. I think you may want this there, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This think... is for your party time later. I don't think there is a um, captain like time. an item you can use. But if you want to incorporate this trap on your your own ship, um, you can definitely disassemble parts of it and reassemble it. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll, we'll oh yeah, we'll put it on the captain's door. <laughs> Break into Sandara. my cabin, crazy. Sandara, let people know that I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be in my quarters getting confused <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sniffing this all day opening up the next door here of course leads to uh a rickety old wooden rope bridge spanning a gap of about 35 feet above a, a huge dark pit whose bottom your light does not reach totally safe and fine <laughs> uh can we make a check to see check this the, the uh, structural integrity. I mean, everything here seems to be sort of magically preserved, but I do wonder about the quality of a wooden rope bridge. Yeah. So, I think I think Cassius would suggest we take this as wisely as possible. Uh, Honto, why don't you stay on this side? We'll tie a rope to one person. Well, let's tie a rope to Cassius, and then Cassius will cross. And then throw the rope back, and we'll just do this one at a time in case the bridge breaks. So Ponto is acting as a living anchor. You are a living anchor. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, you have the highest strength score, unless the construct does. Ooh, maybe. Chimale. I don't know. Yeah, Chamale will will say uh, will will be a good uh, anchor too. I mean, Perfect. maybe. Now, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. We got two tie-offs. Who I, I who wants it. who wants to go first? Cassius, the captain, will go first. Okay. Uh, I mean, at least this way, if he falls, mm -hmm. the the confusion gas will break when he lands, and then he'll be dead <laughs> and confused. Nothing be dazed and confused. I, I have rolled. Movie. I've rolled a nineteen for you, Tyler, on a, another secret perception check. The bridge seems fine. Um, perhaps sways just a little bit, but you do notice it seems to be made of an impossibly dense hard wood that seems to have been cured and aged in such a way to um, make it free from rot and uh, a, a very tightly uh, hempen rope um, lashes this entire bridge together. So it seems sturdy, but as you get to the end of the bridge, you notice the cobblestones in front of it uh, do conceal what looks like a small trap door, which now that you have identified it, it is a 10 foot gap. You have to cross at the end here before you get to the door and you can easily get around that. Uh, uh, Cassius calls back about the trap and also says, by the way, when we leave this place, we're taking the bridge. It's very nice. <laughs> the GM described it too well. It's our bridge now. It's like hanging from mast to mast. Hunter leans forward and just kind of like pushes his foot down on it and just kind of does the, the, the bottom lip scrunch like, yeah, it's a nice bridge. It's a good bridge. Hey, it'd be good for your uh, parts of your uh, ship, wouldn't it? I mean, 
Mm-hmm. We always need wood for repairs. This mm-hmm. looks like it'd be great. So, Patrick, where's this 10-foot square? Do I have to, like, acrobatics around it? Or do I just, since I see it, I can... Great question. Like... I'll draw it here. Is this, like, one of those, like... Yeah, so, like, you know how, you know how like, in a video game, like, you go in, like, the enemy base, and this is supposedly, like, where all the enemy is, like, stationed, right? Like, they live here on a daily basis. But there's just, like, traps and, like, platforms you have to jump on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Oh, this this is this is a, a crypt, a tomb of some sort, from what you've gathered so mm. far. As um, as what the the skull said out front. I still can't help me thinking that this is the wrong path to be trying to kill us. Um, is uh, so is this just a jump to get across? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys. I guess I'll allow a. A climb check as well if you want to climb around kind of the the outside of it but if you want to straight jump the rules for that i mean both are going to be athletics a jump a uh, leap of 10 feet from the bridge uh, i don't know guys do you think any any anybody in this party knows how to leap i'm just I'll, you know i'll let you guys go it's fine <laughs> uh is two actions and the dc of the check is equal to total distance and feet you're attempting. So it's DC 10 oh, okay. athletics. Okay. Yeah. I'll just go and hop across. Wee. Wee. 16. Like I said, now, now that you know about it, is there anyone that is, can possibly fail that? Um, uh, yes. I could possibly <laughs> fail. Cause I only have a plus eight to mm-hmm. athletics. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be standing by. I can, sure. I can help if you. Well, like I said, if you want to tie yourselves up and can go across, you can. Before the le- before those who are not as fleet of foot go, I don't want to get caught on this side of the trap. So, can I have <laughs> Shemolai carry me? Because he could jump quite easily across. All right, but you have to sing the theme from the bodyguard. Why don't you do it? <laughs> you don't want me to say trust that. Be all that. <laughs> Just pretend uh, yeah. I did. Feel free. Like I said, this is a very easily skipped trap if you make that perception check. And I will say, <laughs> Alaris, I made your role, your secret role, was a natural two. So be happy your captain went first for once. Uh, as Alaris as hops over, Hunter will very gentlemanly hold his hand out for her to grab. Just, just in case. Ooh, uh, She's rolled it well. Can you make me a, another roll oh no jim rolled extreme extremely well 19 on the dice yeah. uh, is good at jumping i think that's everyone because honto embarrasses jumping rolls uh and that will you guys open up that door leaning into this next uh up some steps to the next chamber where you notice on the next door the largest door you've seen so far here there's a, a glowing magical energy that seems to be on top of it and as you investigate you they would some, trap this one wouldn't they there is some magics that have been cast on this portcullis this this stone door investigating further it looks like a, a silvery shield covering it and as you get get close you hear it in tone a, a voice calls out to you that says be you ready to meet the new master of these halls? To do so, you must answer this riddle 
or bow to my might. Only one may answer at a time, so choose wisely. Are you Aye, ready? Hit us ready? with your riddle. Are you ready for my riddle? Aye, we be ready. They are both needed to allow one to look, while for others they help to spell their doom. You will find them inside every book, though they reside not inside this tomb. Bum, bum, bum. You guys can talk amongst yourselves as players, but if one of you wants to try to answer said riddle, you must do it individually as your character. Can um, you, um, can you, you have can you that uh, in writing, please? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, well. I will, I will repeat once. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before you repeat, everyone write down a different line. <laughs> instead of all of us trying to write down the whole thing let's i i will write down the first rebecca will write down the second jabert will write down the third seth will write down the fourth okay sounds okay. good hit us they are both needed to allow one to look while for others they help spell their doom you will find them inside every book though they reside not inside this tomb this is this is peak nerd GM. This is making a, a riddle in in a dark tomb. So Jesus, I'm in. So Patrick made this one. I'm up. in general chat, and I just put my line. So now Rebecca, put yours. Okay. And then obviously Jabert, and then obviously Seth, and then we'll have the whole thing. Tyler was very close. <laughs> um. Okay. They're they are both needed to. <laughs> They're both need needed. to allow to allow. <laughs> Whatever. I was typing Close quick. <laughs> it was needed. Listen, I was writing as quickly as possible. <laughs> okay, Jim got it. <laughs> Jim got the whole thing. Jim's actually a pretty fast typer. To do it. <laughs> yes, he's a fast typer. <laughs> All right. So they are uh, both needed to allow one to look, while for others they may they help spell their doom. You will find them inside every book. Though they reside not inside this tomb, I mean, my first thought guys, is, I rhymed. Know, it's so good. Um, I, I mean, I, I think, I think maybe the letter I. Yeah, the letter I. That was my first thought. Seems too. But obvious. how does that spell their? But doom? not inside this tomb, though. There is a letter I in this tomb. True. True. I mean, because well, I mean, help, you help don't know. spell their doom it could be like, oh, well, there's an eye in there, right? Yeah. There might so, be right. there might be an eye in tomb in Thessalonian. I mean, we're doing like weird like <laughs> multi language. Unfortunately, this has nothing to do with Thessalonian. This is indeed in common. Oh, well, that's suspicious on its own. It did say something about a new master. Mm. I mean, the letter O is another option, right? Maybe. Well, maybe not. Hmm. They're both needed to allow one to look. Oh, two O's and and look. Yep. While and for others, doom. they and help book, spell their doom. But not we'll find them instead, tomb. Inside, but although they reside not inside this tomb, that would be the double, double O's. O. But it, it'd be yeah, it'd be it'd be O O. Ooh. I mean, my thoughts were both <laughs> the letter I and a double O. That's yeah, but, right. I, but I, I was, maybe I was... I'm too literal with this. I, I mean, if you if you want to make a guess, everyone can step up and make a guess. Uh, Alaris will step up. Oh boy, here we go. Probably die, um, and say, "I believe the answer 
is a pair of O's. So you have to say it, spell it out. I have to spell it out. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I believe the answer is ooh. You think the answer to my riddle is ooh. <laughs> ooh. That, that oh. is not what I said, riddle master, but Ooh. yes. Uh, with that, the magical energy dissipates on the door. And you're able to, uh, it'll open automatically, magically. If you will, as you've, you have Ooh. solved my riddle. Well done. <laughs> Double nose. Way, way to have the bravery mm-hmm. to be the one to, to say the answer. This is, of course. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you had said double eyes, oh, boy, the spell is uh, very bad. <laughs> that gets cast <laughs> upon you, potentially. Um, as as the, like, right before the door slides open, Hondo's just in the corner going, is that a page? A page isn't a book. <laughs> there are, I haven't seen one page in this whole tomb. <laughs> uh, yeah, a third level phantom pain, which if you don't retch... Ooh the sickness away, which we know for a fact is not one of Valerius's strongest <laughs> suits. <laughs> no, it, uh, it does initially 66 and then 3D, Ooh. no, sorry, 64 and then 3D for, for a minute. I mean, until you run its course. So like 70 nice. something odd damage. Cool. Uh, there's some other fun spells. We'll find out in a second here as you continue on into the next chamber. Oh boy. No I, I would have preferred if the trap was phantom itch. <laughs> we have an expert in the party. <laughs> oh, I, I'm here. Uh, no, the, the <laughs> opening up the doors here, you see stairs leading north and south, though this northern passage seems collapsed and impassable. Although, now that I say that, I don't think I marked out the light source for you, but mm-hmm. close enough. You guys can see moving on to the southerly entrance as you walk around a recessed pool with some large stone cairns inhabiting the back wall and before in the water you see what looks like a cross between a lion and a massive eagle its huge wings folded on and resting on its back and it greets you with a uh, a jackal-like face with some humanoid features hmm might this be one of those sphinxes you hear so much about or is this or is this just like another manticore oh for a fact if you want to roll knowledge nature i can tell you Ooh, uh, I want to. something about it or arcana is this is about like a beast fox well. face not a lion face i guess that yeah not a manticore then uh, uh 28 for me this is indeed a sphinx a <gasps> uh, magical creature uh, one of the beasts from this area of the world indeed looks it looks a little different perhaps uh, you know these to be um natural creatures that uh, do typically live in um solitude but have a, a great penchant for languages and, and information as you uh, step forward to this one uh it will say alaris you have Past my test, you have solved my riddle. I am Gwintesia the Perplexer, and as such, you have spared my wrath this day. 
But at the same time, you all have ruined the secrecy of my new home. And as such, I will be taking my leave. But to know this, Cassius and Candoso, Honto and, and Delmar, I know of you. I will be watching you. And I'm sure that our paths will cross again. And next time, oh, my riddle will be much more difficult. <laughs> Until we meet again, mighty Sphinx. Yeah. And uh Hondo just kind of looks over at Cassius to see like it's like just just like kill it now. Like <laughs> No, it'll be Is easier next leave? time you'll be higher level. Uh yeah, I mean it's it it, it treats you uh the most uh friendly because you you've answered it's it's riddle could care the less yeah. about your your teammates but will indeed kind of um bow gently to you alaris as it goes is it is it alaris will bow back and pretend to be a noble woman again (laughs) (laughs) does it just like the way we came in patrick yeah it's gonna it's gonna you (laughs) know walks up just like excuse me excuse me pardon excuse me there's no other exit here sort of shuffling past like he's trying to get out of a theater like (laughs) uh there is uh yeah, the sound of it stealing the rope bridge as it leaves before you. And, what? Uh, oh, the no. treasure. <laughs> Turn around, we're killing it. <laughs> now you hear it talking to the the grinning skeleton at the the, the front of the dungeon uh, for a while. But no, uh, it leaves behind. Uh, I mean, I wasn't gonna make you fight this thing, but it was if you didn't <laughs> complete its riddle. It was gonna cast like charm on most of you and hopefully make it so you couldn't attack it. It was just going to steal something from you and leave anyway. <laughs> steal, like, cool. Alaris's magical sword or... Oh, no. Or your... Uh, there would be a side quest. Your tragic. sextant or something. Uh, but no, you've made friends with the Sphinx, and now it's gone. Uh, and left here in this room is indeed where I come to the part of GMing that you all love. That is admitting my greatest failures as i've been comparing this point in the ap to the official adventure paths put out by paizo looking at the magic items and such and you are all more than a little behind so guess what it's a massive treasure hoard dump time hopefully gonna make up for that a little bit and Time to dump, guys. <laughs> I apologize, Delmar, as some of this is not geared towards you, but you <laughs> in this treasure hoard do find a number of Aslanti, uh, perhaps technical specs and small gizmos and gadgets throughout the rest of this dungeon to make this a unbridled success as far as uh, upgrades for your, your personal mechanoid uh, droid, as well as your things to fuel future inventions yeah um looking over this there's one large um burial kind of chamber here and a couple of smaller alcoves they are laden with solid golden candlesticks beset with gems and taking a look um many have ancient aslanti gold and platinum coins amongst them in kind of like a star-like pattern on the 
the the top in total the the gold and, and gems you pull from this hoard it's about 320 gold pieces worth very nice uh who wants who wants to crack open one of these dusty tombs and and see oh. what you get <laughs> Cassius is all about it he's ready for the treasure part of the of the hunt <laughs> there is one large one and, and two off to the sides which would you like to open uh, first uh, Cassius will go off to the side ones I think Alaris as the as the riddle winner deserves the large one sweet does it take strength to open because Alaris can't do it <laughs> <laughs> Shumalil will come with you to help yeah, you just uh, you know it'll take some elbow grease to to push it off. But indeed, this is an uh, ancient burial site. Uh, Cassius, as you move over to the the left hand side one, uh, believe it or not, there is a skeleton inside, um, and they have on them a number of of items. They lie; um, their armor is like completely destroyed from age. Um, they have a staff beside them a lot of this stuff will take some time to identify if you guys want to stay here overnight and rest up but you can eventually identify this as a staff of transformation amongst the spells it has on it as the enlarge person spell entwined around this staff candoso is something that is of a great interest to you it seems to be a living ancient and, and magically potent form of mistletoe Ooh. something that your character carries that, around with you is important to druids but this is no, this would function as a uh, as a focus for as a material component for druid spells not only that this is indeed a magical item known as primal mistletoe Ooh. A, a permanent item which you can can look up here but um Primal Mistletoe allows once per day um, you can cast Tree Shape upon yourself hmm. uh, and also can give a, a use to turn it into a shillelagh, a club or staff shillelagh. Hmm. And yeah, just holding onto it, using that as your primal focus, you get a plus one item bonus to nature checks. Oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. Dig it. Plus... You're, you can do tree shape, meaning we have a way to sustainably harvest timber whenever we need to. No, no those are my real legs. No. Um, oh, quit being such a baby. <laughs> this is a, a special version of tree shape that also allows you to turn into vines on a tree as well, uh, or some kind of growth on a tree. Um, it's in the rules. Anyway, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff in this treasure hoard, so I'm going to fast forward through a little bit, but we'll talk about it off air as uh, some of this will be very useful. Um, to the body's side is a small magical piece of wood capped with metal on both ends. This is a magical item known as a traveler's any tool, which it looks like just like the hilt of a screwdriver. And But if you kind of concentrate on it, it can form most any tool that you imagine. Uh, the armor is so destroyed. like an but... ancient sonic screwdriver? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Mm -hmm. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the armor is destroyed, but on the lapel is a uh, a magical badge, uh, and this is a diplomat's badge, which is used and when kind of confronted with a people, you can set this to give you a bonuses to diplomacy. Uh, this figure as well wears boots of elven kind, 
and there are a number of potions and lotions inside sealed with Aslanti wax against the ages. Uh, one is a, a salve of slipperiness, and there are eight potions of moderate healing, all oh, with nice that are glowing with Aslanti energies. Uh, that's all that's in this first tomb. Who, who wants to open up the next one? Was that the big one? That nope. That, oh, that was that was a, a smaller one. Yes, this that was like Cassius okay. is small. This one. figure looked like some kind of indeed magic user, perhaps uh, an aide de camp. Um, Do we want to save the big the one for one. last? Yeah, that sounds good. All right, going over to the right burial site. Inside, you see what indeed looks like much more of a uh, a warrior corpse. Uh, upon the soldier's hand is a ring of warriors training. And another ring, magically capped with a, a glowing ruby, is a ring of fire resistance five. And also on this corpse is a set of doubling rings. Uh, there are two weapons. One is uh, a plus one striking uh, cold iron dagger of returning. And the other is a plus one striking great sword in a curved kind of like Islanti fashion. The armor that they're wearing has magically kept up through the ages. It is half plate and has a plus one rune carved into it, an Aslanti rune, which seems to have kept it up against the ages. And that is indeed a plus one potency rune. Uh, that's very nice. That's I mean, the half plate, ditch, but the potency rune, keep. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are rules. You have to wear armor to, to use a rune like that, right? Yes. I mean, even okay. so, even in like explorer's clothing. Yeah. yeah. So you don't need to wear like leather armor. If you wear explorer's clothing, you can still put that kind of stuff into it. So any of us can use okay. it. Cool. Yeah. Um, the, the, there, there are rules. Um, you, you will have to spend some, some gold to transfer said rune from this armor, but um, you can also sell the armor um, as it is. Uh, I think half plate is like eight gold or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got one more tomb to to open up here. Uh, indeed, that's the big one. As you yeah, I think crack... Alaris and the robot. What yep. what are you calling it? A robot? It's Chumaloy. Chumaloy. <laughs> Chumaloy. Yeah, Alaris and Chumaloy are going to uh, shove the tomb top off, uh, breaking the Islanti glyphs and runes carved into its side here. Um, writing whoever rested in this spot. Inside, indeed, you find more dusty bones of some old Aslanti dude, but another uh, set of chain armor that seems to not have a single blemish on it, uh, as well inscribed with a plus one potency room. Uh, they are holding a plus one striking trident, and there is an Aslanti rune etched into it as well of disruption. Uh, so plus one striking disruption trident. <laughs> uh, on the other hand is what looks like a, a metallic gauntlet shaped like a sea serpent's head. And this is, of course, a magical item known as a cinder hand gauntlet, which is like a spiked gauntlet you can use a punch with that also emits smoke and does some extra fire damage, I think, on a crit. Hovering above the skull is a small golden glowing Aeon stone. This is indeed a golden module that allows you to slot a language into it and also cast the spell Comprehend Languages once per day. What else? Oh, we got a small vial of 
poison on this thing. Just wrote small vial of poison. Very helpful. Uh, hunting spider venom. Level five poison. Some massive, massive damage here. Indeed, that is that is all the rest of what you find in this tomb. Uh, as you guys spend the majority of the night uh, camping out here or outside, if you'd like, and taking a look over the spoils of your your hall. Delmar probably would ask uh, Captain, Captain, sir, can I borrow that stone? If I can cast a, a ability to read the, the runes, I'd, I'd like to like write some of this stuff down. It'd be very interesting, like all the runes that were on the plinths and, and mm-hmm. inside the tombs. You did help us make our way through the tomb, and of course you were the one who supplied the initial information. So of course, per pirate code, you, you have access to your fair share of the loot, so you may have your, your ancient language deciphering bobble, whatever it may be. My blessings thank, with it. Thank you. And Delmar probably will be up most of the night transcribing what he can in his book. Oh, yeah. So indeed, you can find out the names of these ancient Aslanti. The main crypt seems to be dedicated to uh it, well it reads here lies the greatest sailor upon the shining seas of new aslant and the entrance to this entire complex reads oh barrel crypt of agonor von Esperic. and let's see we've got uh, a, a a petty officer named Killerani is the soldier and first mate alavinus mortuganu the other uh, body here. Indeed, these seems thousands of years old. So they're that Even... great at sailing, then why are they dead? <laughs> Everyone dies. Everyone, Seth. Uh, right, so a number of, of magical items here, and uh, I'm guessing with their part of the, the bargain enacted uh, is indeed your character willing to sail with this pirate crew. They seem Fairly lucky. Of course, Delmar, Delmar would be more than willing to uh, come on as carpenter. And I could do a little cooking. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as long as me and Chumaloy can uh, find a place in, to birth in the uh, hold, we'll be fine. Uh, can Alaris say uh, to Delmar, uh, we'd be glad to have you join the crew in Halfling, because she speaks Halfling. She just wants oh to show off my. that little skill. Uh, first mate making <laughs> connections here. It's like when you go to a restaurant and speak like <laughs> conversational. Gracias for the for last <laughs> chips and salsa. <laughs> uh, you all don't know how important Delmar will be to your future endeavors, as there are many a sites like this dotted across the islands of the shackles, ancient mysteries awaiting to be unearthed. Of that, of course. All of that is a tale for another time here on Dead Men Row No Crits. As as you guys speed ran my dungeon and didn't take (laughs) any damage. Cassius is still there saying, I'm pretty sure the other direction has the right stuff we're looking for. (laughs) The other room. This is what they were storing over here. Can you imagine what was over there? You guys missed out on setting off a uh, level six fireball trap. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. I, but we also could have gotten the level six fireball trap for, for me captain's quarters. So we still missed out on quite a nice bobble, but I'll, I'll take what we got here. Just based based captain, on, I don't think that's happened, happened here. Yeah, uh, that, that's not the, as much the, fun for recreation time, huh? The jungle <laughs> is 
was more deadly than than the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, seven damage from I the took jungle. three damage from the jungle heat. That's like, yeah. Just just remember, we've got a bridge we have to take home with us. Bye. Don't worry. And and you're a carpenter, so taking it apart will be will be easier than killing a naga at a seaport. So, so it'll be fun for you. <laughs> Bye. I'll get right on it. It'll be like. Oh, Alaris can help. She's really good at killing inanimate objects. I bet she could really do a number That's on that. That's true. Bridge. You could cut oh those goodness. ropes as good as anybody else. <laughs> and I am putting in Cassius's loot sheet one dope bridge uh, to be returned to the Tidebreaker. What bulk is that? Yeah, what's the bulk? <laughs> I'm encumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, 20. <laughs> it's a lot. Let's say Chumble will help you carry it. He's, he's pretty easy to do that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us on, on this dungeon diving episode. Indeed, I had a had a treasure load you up. We've, we've got more treasure hordes ahead in this volume of AAP, but wanted to, to, to outfit you with some more stuff um, before we, we get to there. Well, we appreciate it. You better get Indeed. Bartleby ready. Jabert. <laughs> get him get him ready. Uh, oh, we'll, he's already working on it. We'll we'll apply through what, what treasures here you want to keep, what you want to apply to your characters, and what you want to sell and and, and per- perhaps purchase with your your new treasure hoard here as you're you're selling off Atlantic gold and and converting it. Uh, but yeah, that, that is for a future episode. Um, and that's gonna be that's gonna be it for our episode. Uh, Jim, thanks so much for joining us here this evening. Thank you. Thank I you, really Jim. enjoyed it. Bringing nice Delmar to life. I'm sorry you didn't get to uh, fight a, a a huge level eight sphinx and, and stretches out into like a two hour episode. But <laughs> Delmar was are... quite happy not to fight the sphinx. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a pretty beefy monster. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I can't have them fight this. They're gonna get yeah. they're gonna get wrecked. I, I definitely think that anytime Cassius knows he has to go off his ship and down into something, he's going to be like, Delmar, where's my resident dungeon expert person? <laughs> we have a pocket dictionary, you guys. Yeah. The, the Sphinx, of course, already had cast clear audience and clairvoyance as soon as you were starting in on its territory. Uh, so had a lot of information about you guys. But yeah, single claw attack. Uh, is plus 20. So starting out at a pretty high bonus. Wow. For for that one. So just crits. Just crits. Mm-hmm. It's crits for days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see if, if uh, Quintessia comes back in the future. But uh, like I said, tale for another time. Thank you guys for playing with me tonight. Thank, Thank you. you Thank you. And listeners out there, thanks for listening. We'll get back to a more pirate action. Uh, next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Yahoy! Avast! Chubong!